Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Locker Room Talk Uncut. Drew Garrison, Chad Penrod in the locker room bringing you your favorite uncut sports podcast. All of the latest in sports coming right at you with no filter by the fans for the fans. Let's start the show. What up, what up, what up? What is up, everybody? How you feeling on this fine Wednesday, Chad? I'm doing good. How you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. Hey, you. This is the first time this season we both get to come in here happy, man. The Browns get a big win. The Bengals get a big win. You should be happy, dude. That truck you bought yesterday, dude. Shout out. Jeep Gladiator gang, dude. Uh, That thing is sick. I like it. I like it. You still getting some sleep? Yeah, dude. I'm getting plenty of sleep. Baby's being good. That's good. Um, so it is all. It is By all the way, good. you see Drew on his phone. Uh, he's retweeting and posting on Facebook and shit. I got banned. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> so I was going to get on here and I was going to retweet it on Twitter, but I got banned, man. I still got like uh, a day and 12 hours left because I called someone a cunt jokingly. <laughs> well, around. and now they just banned our fucking thing because we cussed in the first fucking minute. <laughs> yeah, YouTube's on our shit. Yeah, but yeah, so I jokingly called... Uh, my cousin a cunt you know <laughs> like hey don't go into that restaurant we both were gonna go at the same time cunt and uh, times you're gonna say it yeah i shouldn't have called him a cunt and, <laughs> oh, I, and, I, and I got banned from twitter man that's why i do i couldn't even post you know after a good browns win after the Bengals win the Bengals had a good freaking win and you know it's funny cunt word got me is women can get on twitter and shove random things into their bodies i mean we send it to each other every day on twitter and, <laughs> and, and direct message but you and can't say a bad word you can't say cunt oh, do yeah. not say cunt kurt says what's up uh he said let's talk richard sherman motherfuckers yeah he is going Maybe. to tampa um but i want to shout out uh, kurt actually your buddy levon ross man he won our pick him this week 10 bucks i paid him 500 dollars um Victoria, my wonderful girlfriend, says, fuck Pittsburgh. We completely agree with we that. We are definitely banned from the first minute on YouTube. <laughs> they have censored the shit out of this. So, uh, yeah, so Levon, man, he put 10 bucks into our pick'em. I sent him 500 bucks after the Monday night football game. Uh, that awesome. is open now. Um, I've done a shit job of reminding people. Who knew new, newborn children were so high maintenance? Dude, you're, I'm telling you. Never has any money. It, it only gets worse, too, man. Now, So we got my son this it's called like a, a green card, I think a green card or something, so I can load money onto it, and it makes him feel like he's got a oh, you know, his own little cart. Oh, dude, it's every day. Hey, can I get twenty bucks? Yeah. Okay. So it only gets worse. Yeah, you're you're in total trouble. So um, Pick'em is open now. Um, I'll put a post out after we're done recording with the link. If you don't have it, I emailed everybody that's in it as a reminder. Um, I am going to Thursday Night Football tomorrow night. Yes, you are. So I'm asking uh, if people can get their payments in um, as soon as possible because I'm going to be down there tailgating and stuff. Try to get that done as, as uh, soon as possible. Um, I So I upgraded my seats last night. I seen that. Dude. You're like three rows from the Bengals bench. Three rows behind the Bengals bench. So if Zach Taylor is fucking up Thursday night, I'm gonna make sure that he hears me and I make yeah. sure to let him know that that is the case. And we're gonna we're gonna get into get into the Bengals a little bit later because we got a guest to get to. to we got a couple guests there, to get on today. Yeah. So let's start here, man. So uh, I don't know what you want to say. Did the Buckeyes get on track against Akron on a team they should have uh, beat? Um, I mean, they were favored of 49 and a half points at the end of that. So, uh, me as a Buckeyes fan, I'm not super impressed with it. It's Akron. You're supposed to win that. So, you know, I'm I'm ready to 
see what they're going to do here at quarterback. Um, you know, is it McCord? Is it Miller? Are they going to stay with Strout? And then um, – Quinn Ewer, dude, get the fucking mullet in there. They, pretty Ryan Day put an end to that and said, nope, not happening this season. It's too, so, you got too much fucking money already. It's, it's not – It's that's definitely not happening this season. So, But I'm, I'm ready again. You know, I'm ready for the Penn States and the Michigan and the Wisconsins and – Kind of see where we're really at. Beating Akron doesn't really do anything for me. Michigan struggled with Rutgers, so yeah. So it, right now it's like a week to week thing, you know. So it's like, oh, maybe maybe Michigan can't beat Ohio State. Maybe they can. They can run the ball. Ohio State can't stop it. So I don't know. It's it, it's a tough one there, but uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, let's let's talk a little college ball. Let's bring in a guy that is extremely smart about college football, Derek Willer. Well, he's smart too because he's a Browns fan. Oh, okay. Well, whatever. Can't we both be happy this week? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're on good terms. You wanted us to beat Pittsburgh anyway. I did. Um, so Derek writes for the three-point conversion. Um, he is – we shouted him out last week. He was going to come on. He had an ankle issue come up, so glad he's healthy. Let's bring him in. Derek, what's up, man? What's up, fellas? How you feeling, dude? How's your leg? Dude, I'm good. I got it uh, elevated to the best of my abilities right now. But uh, I'm, I'm What happened? So, playing football for my squadron, and they got mad that I had a one-handed catch in the first quarter, had our first touchdown of the season, picked them off in the end zone. And some six-foot-three, 250-pound officer didn't like that too much, so he decided to land on the back of my leg and snap my ankle. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> Fucking haters, dude. They don't want you to be great. I know. Hey, yeah. hey dude. They don't want you to be great. So uh, let's let's talk Buckeyes, man. I know you're a big Buckeyes fan, and as is Chad. Um, I didn't really catch the game. I was busy uh, that day. But I did know that you guys had a linebacker quit in the middle of the game, tweet, fuck Ohio State, right. uh, delete it, and then say um, – I'm back. <laughs> he said, uh, you know, good luck to my teammates. Is, is he still on the team? There's no, no way, right? So he's he's gone. And honestly, that, that was Kayvon Pope that did that. And actually, his teammate, uh, Dallas Gant, they were both a part of the 2018 class. Uh, Kayvon Pope came from Virginia. Dallas Gant played from Toledo in high school. And it just seems like this 2018 class is just a bust because Terada Mitchell, he's our starting middle linebacker. He was the number one linebacker in the country when he came out. And he might be losing his starting job, too. So it looks like all 2018 linebackers that we got, we have three of them. And they all might not be starting coming up for like in the next coming weeks because two that's probably a good thing man because this defense has been shit all year and so any i I welcome any change so i mean even if they want to fire fire uh combs or however you say his last name i'm okay with that too so is 2018 is that the last urban meyer class so it it was yes the full yeah all those dudes are pieces of shit urban loves those fucking scumbags man right yeah so I mean, I put my own defensive depth chart together, but kind of what, Chad, what you were saying, it's I don't think it's an offensive problem because Ohio State's mm-hmm. offense, they're running 8.6 yards per play. That's the best in the country. Uh, they had 613 yards against Oregon. They're number two in yards per game at 559. And even though everyone was kind of disregarding Tulsa for losing week one to FCS school, Tulsa only lost by five to OK State, and they pounded number 25 K-State last week. So maybe we overlooked Tulsa a little bit, just kind of glass half full here, but – um, for my defensive depth chart, just for what I'd look for a base standpoint, because they need to go back to a 4-3 and stop messing around with other dumb shit they've been doing. Uh, Zach Harrison needs to run weak side. Haskell Garrett, Teron Vincent inside if they're both healthy. And then I think JT Tuomalau gives you the best opportunity on the strong side. I think he's a perfect size, about 275. and He's just outplayed Tyreek Smith, in my opinion. Um, then Steel Chambers, this is, this is the one that I like, because Tommy Eichenberg, he's absolute shit. Um, he had 74 <laughs> snaps Facts. over the past two games, and he's only had one tackle. Steel Chambers had 36 snaps, I believe. I was looking at the snap count, and he has six tackles. So 
he's one of the best at because he's a former running back anyways. And the only reason he came to Ohio State is because they gave him an opportunity to play running back. And he was listed as an athlete. And I kind of went back and looked at some notes. And I believe it was Steve Wiltfong was talking about how if he would have just declared to play linebacker out of high school, he would have been a top 10 product for the position. So Steel Chambers on the strong side, put Trotta Mitchell in there in the middle. And then Cody Simon, he's a solid pickup from on the weak side. He played at St. John Bosco, one of the best in the country uh, when he came out. And then DBs, I like Cam Brown when he's healthy. Ronnie Hickman's the best piece that we have on defense. He's got to be in there. And then this is the one that I like. I like Court Williams a lot. Him and Cody Simon were uh, both came from California, but he mm-hmm. had a season-ending injury last year. But he finally got his first snaps last week, and he was all over the place. He wears number two on the defense side of the ball, and then Denzel Burke. And then Nickelback's got to be Cam mm-hmm. Martinez. He's your best man-to-man coverage piece that we have on our defensive side of the ball currently. Yeah, that's good stuff there. So let me ask you this, Derek. So if Ohio State and Michigan were to play right now and at this Uh, moment, who would you pick? I would pick Ohio State just because they are not going to get out-schemed by I-formation and double tight end sets. I think that – You're a fucking homer. uh, Well, of course I'm a homer. But I just think if you look at – especially going back to the 2018 years and things like that, like Ohio State is built for one thing, and that's to stop Michigan. And that's what they always train for. They always prep for it. But the fact is that Maryland, that Michigan couldn't get more than 2.9 yards per carry against Rutgers concerns me because Ohio State can stop the run when they're not out scheme. When you're going to go out there and try to run it right at their faces, the linebackers are smart enough to at least stuff the gaps. When you start using motion and read options and RPOs, that's when you pair them apart. Michigan doesn't do that. So I just think Jake Whitting says today. Jake Whitting says, Derek Worley for Ohio State defensive coordinator. He'd be better at this point. Hey, He'd be better at It this sounds point. like you got it figured out. Why the fuck can't Kerry Coombs? I don't know. And I, I made a video. I'll send it to you guys both. So late in the game against Akron, and this is – I wrote down too in my notes that DeMario McCall actually understands the scheme. This is another running back that we had transfer uh, over to the defensive side of the ball. And Akron ran a running back wheel route from the right side, and they also had the wide receiver on the right side run a slant. And DeMario McCall – was guarding the slant and then realized running back was coming out of the backfield. So he swapped off. And that's what Kerry Coombs is trying to teach him. He's trying to teach him if it's a pick play, you need to swap the routes. And that's why we keep getting screwed over is because some people are switching and some people aren't. And that's something that they need to pay attention to is like, hey, even though DeMario's inexperienced defensive back, he understands the scheme. Maybe we need to play him because he gets how to pass people off when man coverage instead of me running into my linebacker. I'm just going to bail and take the wheel. You, you're already there, so you just pick up the slant. I like it. I like See, it. that makes perfect sense. I, I don't know why they don't get that in the building. Uh, Jake says I'm saying his last name wrong. I'll see. Whiting or Whitting, right? One or the other. I'll see you at the game tomorrow, man. You can educate me. I'm sure. We'll so, so Derek, let's let's talk about Drew's team here. They got a uh, I, Wisconsin's one and two. I don't know. How, I guess it's kind of big for Harbaugh. How do you see that game right now? So, one thing that I wrote down initially is the spread and the over under. Some something I look at, and I'm going to break this down a little bit for you guys too, but. Uh, the spread right now is one for Michigan, uh, but the over-under is 43-and-a-half. And I, Vegas knows something that we don't hear because if they can play Rutgers to 13-20, to 20, only 33 points, and Wisconsin, they're – well, I got it written down here. So they're the number one rush defense in the country. They've had 68 carries against them, and they've only given up 69 yards. They're averaging 1.01 yard per carry on defense Holy right shit. now. And the next closest to them is South Alabama at 1.75, so almost a whole – another yard better, and that's against that's against Notre Dame, that's against Penn State, and that's teams that want to run the football. So 
Like I That's said, Rutgers held, yeah, Rutgers held them to 2.9 yards per carry. I just don't see how in the world they're going to get the 43 and a half on, on the over-under unless it's like softball where you, you start off with a 1-1 count. Each team starts off with 10 points as a, as a, as a bump. <laughs> uh, but I just, I just don't know. I think that if I was to pick on what it is because they're playing in Madison – I think that obviously the crowd's going to play a big part of it, but Michigan's up under center. The snap count's not going to be a big deal. They're not in the gun right now. So that jump around shit's not going to work on it, us. Yeah, exactly. So just because Wisconsin, obviously, I told you the numbers, but they're also number two in total defense with 210 yards per game. But the thing is, Graham Mertz is a dumpster, and uh, that's, there's no easy way to put it. He fooled everybody, fooled a Van Boozle because. He had five TDs in his first start as, as a freshman last year against Illinois. Went 20-21 throwing the football. He has five TDs in his last nine starts after that. So it's he had one of the biggest coming out parties. Everyone was like, oh, my goodness, Graham Mercer Heisman. And then he sucked ever since. So <laughs> he has too many playmakers. I'm, I'm telling you, like Ches Malusi and Jalen Berger, they're, they'll probably play on Sunday. Danny Davis is one of my best favorite receivers in the country. Kendrick Pryor is a physical receiver. And Jake Ferguson's a top five tight end. How in the world? It's like. I compared it to Jeremy Hill, uh, Odell Beckham, and Jarvis Landry at LSU when Zach Mettenberg was your quarterback. Like, you have all of these studs, and you have no ability and no offensive coordinator to figure it out, and they need to start running some wide receiver motion, which they had done with Alex Fournier-Brook was the offensive coordinator. Just something to not say, hey, we're running the football, or hey, we're dropping back and throwing the football. They need to mix it up, but I don't think it's going to be enough. I really do think that Michigan should win this game because – I just don't trust Wisconsin's offense as far as I could throw. Like, it's just – it's it's a nightmare, like, what they have going on. Because Michigan, they're number 31 in yards per game, but they're number 10 in yards per play because they possess the ball. So, obviously, not going to get a ton of yards. But per play, the number 10 in the country is good. They're running at 7.25 yards per play. That's – you're you're getting two-thirds – or three-quarters of the way to a first down every first down first down snap. So, um, I don't know. Drew, what I do think, you think? What do you, I think what do you, what do you think win, about this game? But, but if, if Wisconsin dials up something different on the offensive side of the ball, something we haven't seen, maybe catch Michigan off guard, that's the only way they're going to be able to win. Mike McDonald's got to be ready for it. When I look at this game, I knew that Wisconsin's run defense was good. I didn't know it was that good. So um, I'm glad you told me that. I'm actually not glad you told me that because, damn. Michigan doesn't like to throw the ball. I mean, in, in the game against uh, Washington, they had 44 passing yards. So they don't like to run the ball, but I mean, or the, I'm sorry, they don't like to throw the ball. They love to run the ball. So I'm going to be interested to see if Cade McNamara can stand in there and make the throws. Um, you know, Cornelius Johnson's been good for us. Uh, we need somebody to step up. Ronnie Bell, obviously, out the first game of the year because why is yeah. your best receiver returning fucking punts? Um, and Ohio State does it too. Olave was doing it. I, I think it's dumb. I think that coming off of the bad, bad loss to Notre Dame, um, they're going to be hungry. I'm going to trust in Michigan to pull it out, but I think it's going to be close. I don't think they hit the over by any means. No, absolutely not. And I think, like, this is what I wrote to you. You pretty much nailed it. I said if, if Wisconsin can force Cade McNamara into obvious third down long passing situations, then that does not pay Michigan any dividends whatsoever. Like, when they are obviously throwing the football in Wisconsin, Jack Sanborn's one of the best linebackers in the country. Jim Leonard's one of the best DCs. He should be a head coach somewhere soon. Former uh, Brown. Just, yeah, exactly. He just dials it up, man. I, I love it. Like, it's just – Wisconsin, they'll they'll run up there and they'll put six people in the box and they could rush four from the same side. They could rush four up the middle. They could rush on the outside, drop the drop the middle. Like he dials up so many different blitz packages. It's just incredible to watch. So let me tell you guys what I'm excited for. Okay, it doesn't involve Ohio State or Michigan. Saturday at two o'clock, UC 
the Cincinnati Bearcats are going uh, down to South Bend to take on Notre Dame. Dude, and I am so great. looking forward to that game because uh, I think we all have to like UC a little bit, you know, whether yeah, you're it's Michigan like my fan or, yeah, right, or Ohio State, my second team as well. I just think that this is just going to be fun. This can really put uh, um, University of Cincinnati Bearcats um, football team on the map with the win right here. And Brian Kelly's talking shit, kind of. He's like, yeah, I wanted to give schools that I used to play or I used to work at an opportunity to play Notre Dame. I hope they shut him the fuck up. Brian Kelly is yep. not – he just can't be a pleasant person to be around. Yep. And it's, and it's got to be – so Desmond Ritter has to be huge here because this is Desmond Ritter going against the guy he used to go against every day in practice as his former D.C., Marcus yep. Freeman, running up there in, in South Bend. So it's – even though Notre Dame beat Wisconsin, I hate preseason rankings. I just don't see why all of a sudden they beat Wisconsin. They, they jump up so high. They escaped against Toledo. They took Purdue to the fourth quarter. And then obviously just it, they just have not looked apart. Florida State barely beat them. And obviously we saw how great they are. So uh, I just so, don't see it. So, so why we have you on here, Derek, there is an Ohio State boy that played last Sunday. He only had one net passing yard, and the and the entire offense that he was running had forty seven total yards. Blame it on him. Blame it on the coach. Blame it on the offensive line. But mine and your Cleveland Browns shut the Chicago Bears the fuck down. Uh, nine sacks from the defense. Miles Garrett had half of those with four and a half. Uh, and, and I mean, it was just a. It was it was a dominant performance from uh, from Cleveland. I like to say that that was more Nagy's fault. I didn't feel like that they really game plan for the Browns enough there. So uh, what's what's your opinion on the game last Sunday? Hey, that game was so bad that today Chicago said we're fucking leaving the city limits and we're going to Arlington. <laughs> yeah, They're going forty five minutes away. They got fucked up so bad. Yeah, it's because uh, I, I don't know. I I think that's kind of what you said. It's it's more or less. Matt Nagy, because you can't throw Jalen or you can't put Justin Fields back there and not play to his skill set. Where was the offensive line moving on a stretch zone look and just letting him run some bootlegs out there by himself? It wasn't there. It was literally drop back pass and hope to God that Justin Fields survives this monumental blow from Clowney. From McKinley tried to rip his arm off. I don't know if you saw that. Like, <laughs> it, it, it's not even him. And like even in the third quarter, like he was making the right throws. There's just no time. And I saw a little statistic. It was. I don't know if it was from the time he actually caught the snap to the time he threw it, but he I think he led the league last week in time from actually catching the snap to throwing it, 0.78 seconds, because the, the defense was already there in his face by the time he got his got snap, took his drop back, and like that's that's on Matt Nagy. That's not on, on Justin Fields. And obviously, the, a lot of the rookies are struggling right now with, the, with this year, but you just have to play to his skill set. You saw in preseason what he could do. It's just third down, he can escape with his legs, they have to do a better job on first and second down to get close to the sixth where he can actually use his legs and pick up a third down on third and five or less versus being stuck in third and 17. So, Jake says they've made the Brown shit defense look good. Jake is talking about, oh, man. Jake is talking about the same team that beat the Bengals. I mean, I, I mean, I, I'm just saying here, but well, I, Jake, I think, it, I, I think it's more than that, Jake. I think that it's a timing thing where this, this defense hasn't played together much at all. Um, you know, there was, they did, there was all 11, 11 of them didn't play together on defense in the preseason. Um, I think it's just, and shout out Joe Woods. I got on here last week and fucking trashed that dude, but he got creative. Uh, he, you know, designed a lot of blitzes that, that got home. I mean, 
a lot of it was blitzing. I mean, uh, linebacker from uh, Notre Dame, JOK, was fucking balling. I mean, he's that like the highest rated PFF grade like in the whole league right now. The dude, the dude's crazy. I can't believe he fell in the second round. But so fast. Yeah, I mean, he. I think he just makes the defense look so much better. Like the Browns' defense looks so fast when he's out on the field. Um, I, we are going to miss Newsom. Newsom is out this week against the number one ranked offense in in, in uh, Minnesota um, with Thielen and Jefferson. That you know, Greedy's going to have to step up. That scares me a little bit for this week. But as far as last week goes, yeah, I'm impressed with Joe Woods finally for the first time since he's been in Cleveland. Yeah, and, and honestly, for Joe Woods, and this is kind of what Nate and I had talked about this a little bit too. It's just the game was close enough to where we couldn't go into a conservative look, and I feel like the Every time we start picking on Joe Woods and talking about how trash he is, is it's at those games where we're up by 21 and we go into the the shell, the, the full event, so yeah. and, and it blows my mind. Like, and you're right, like JOK, he's incredible. There was that one play where he was supposed to guard Montgomery out of the backfield, and he never went and said, "Screw it, I'm blitzing." Like, just we haven't had somebody that makes plays like that and just puts fear of people since we had TJ Ward. And, that, and I right. honestly believe that we don't have, we hadn't had a missile, a human missile like that. And I say that because Anderson Deho is a human missile, but he was a defunct human missile. He sucked. But, like, TJ <laughs> Ward scared people. Like, and that's what I feel like. We finally have somebody now in the middle of our defense that actually you have to game plan for. It's not just our, our, crap, our crap linebackers that we've had and that can do only one thing, like Taki Taki. I feel like he's a better pass coverage than he is in rush, and then Mac Wilson better in run than he is in, in pass at all. But this is finally we have a versatile linebacker that can do multiple things. So, yeah. I just think Jake said Jake says Burrow threw three picks. The shit will not happen again. Um, and we almost came back and beat their ass. Yeah, when you're up 20 to 3, Jake, you, you tend to get into a prevent. That's why I said we couldn't really take much from the game from, from the Bengals doing that. When you're up 23 going into the fourth quarter, you want to play prevent. You want to use the clock as your friend, keep everything in front of you, get tackles in front of you so the clock so the clock keeps rolling. So I think I don't I don't know where you want to take take into that i mean i guess you could say the Bengals could be three and oh but i'm not taking anything away from the Bengals win which we'll get to um but baker i mean baker didn't have any interceptions again and the bears defense is, is solid and you're right baker baker did get sacked five times uh the bears defense is not a joke no they they are good defense uh yeah the, i thought our line didn't play that great um until there's something about this browns team when you get into the third and fourth quarter the run game just takes over nobody else in the league has what they have. I mean, when you got Nick Chubb rushing for 10 yards of carry in the fourth quarter, how do you stop that? I mean, Nick oh. Chubb didn't have a, a great game, but Kareem Hunt did. And when Kareem Hunt don't have a great game, Nick Chubb will. I mean, how do you stop that? I mean, that's just the, the, the best two-headed monster in the NFL right now. Behind that line, you know, Odell comes out five catches, 77 yards. Him and Baker, him and Baker finally look like they got something brewing there. They got their rhythm together. I mean, it's just nice to see. Um, I thought there's times that, you know, Drew's over at the house all the time, and I can always tell when Baker's going to be good, bad, or average. And I was texting during the game, and I said, Baker's high. When Baker's average or Baker's having a bad game, he will miss so many high throws. And, you, and I tend to notice it. If Baker comes out, like he did against, you know, KC and he's seven of seven, eight for eight. You're like, all right, yeah, we, we probably aren't going to lose this game because when he's on like that with the running game, it, we're, we're hard to beat. Yeah. yeah, he definitely missed the the two throws, the one to Felton, the one to Harrison Bryant. And just B- Baker's a, 
uh, a learn from experience at times too, because I don't think he'll ever miss that throw again for the rest of the season, just because he's one of those people that'll put it. But but you're talk, talking about the fourth quarter run game. It's just that counter look when they start running that counter in the, like late third quarter, fourth quarter. Oh my God! Like you see White Teller come pulling, you see Joel Batonio pulling, and you're like, okay, here we go. This is yeah. this is when things happen, and it's just a massive pile. It's not three cards in yards in a cloud of dust it's 10 yards in a giant pile like pile of human beings as cream hunt like gets tackled and looks like a train wreck three or four times a game one leg going flying to the ground but it's just incredible to watch i just love watching yeah. that the lean the push you just watch the line of scrims in the fourth quarter and you just see a wall of whatever color the browns are wearing that day moving forward and just yeah. bodies moving backwards it's it's incredible yeah. And the last thing here, Derek, just talking, jumping forward here uh, with the uh, Minnesota game here. Like I said, they have the number one ranked uh, offense right now, and that Dalvin Cook didn't play last week. Obviously, Madison got it going. We're going to need the defense to play big again. Um, their defense isn't very good, but they've been missing Derek Shaw, and they've been missing Anthony Barr. I don't know if Barr, Derek Shaw, or Cook will be back this week. Hopefully not, but if they are, I mean, we got to be prepared. I mean, this is a big game for Stefanski. This is where he spent a lot of his career at was in Minnesota. So, oh, yeah. you, you know, he's going to want this win. Their defense, like I said, hasn't been great. We should be able to run the ball. We should be able to throw the ball. So I think this is going to be about defense here. I think uh, which defense can get the stops and, and get off the field and put the offense back on the field to score points. I think that's who's going to win this game. Yeah, and one thing that I like to look at, like, some outside factors and things like that. And because we're going to Minnesota, you're not going to have an element-affected football game, and that should mean that your your quarterbacks, obviously Kirk Cousins gets the, the blessing of playing in the Dome. A lot of these teams that have it, like, their numbers are so much better. I'm curious to see Baker playing in the Dome again because I think last time we played in Dallas, I just didn't I didn't like it, especially it's 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 kind of like a copy-and-paste scenario. We're 2-1 heading into an NFC matchup against team plays inside of a Dome. I don't know how, like, things just happen like that, but history kind of repeats itself. But I think that uh, that was kind of where we set – put our foot on the gas pedal for the season was week four last year. And I think that uh, I hope that we can see the same and run for another 350 plus yards like we did against yeah. Dallas last year. But I doubt that'll happen, but I hope that we can come out with a win. Yeah. I think we need to, we need to definitely cement this win, go three and one, uh, and then look forward to that uh, Los Angeles chargers game. That's going to be a big game. Oh yeah. All right, Derek, we appreciate you coming on, man. Um, you're welcome. Anytime. I'm glad you're feeling better. Um, and then um, once Ohio State loses to uh, Rutgers, Rutgers this week, come on next week. Yeah. yeah, gotcha. And I'll talk about how we're going to lose again next week. All right, I appreciate it. <laughs> appreciate See it, man. man. See ya. Yeah, yeah. Later. Yeah. Right, so, man. so some some good, good stuff, stuff there from Derek, Smart, man. Dude. Yeah. So, you know, Browns just got to take care of uh, take care of business this week. It's going to be tough, though. I mean, uh, you know, hopefully they can they we can get fifteen penalties on our side like you guys got. That's hey, I'm man, it's for. not our fault. Let's talk no. about the Bengals. You want to talk about the Bengals? Not really, but I will. Oh, I think you do. Pittsburgh got fucking punked. They got That's smacked. What they got smacked in the fucking mouth. In the mouth. And I loved it. Big Ben, we were putting those hits on him. I said before the, I said on the last week's episode, I wanted to hit him so bad. He, he looks started so watching done, Pittsburgh. dude. He just looks done. He, he just like fell throwing a dump off. It was just bad, and I loved every, every the, fucking. The, I remember the 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 one you and I caught. When it was fourth and ten, they were down. I think that was 10 the game. The time it was like three minutes. And he left. threw the ball behind the line of scrimmage, and I mean, obviously everybody just went to Najee and got the tackle, and game over. I mean, I don't know. He's missing deep. He they don't throw past the line of scrimmage much, and when they do, he, he's missing. Stop. Uh, they can't. Form. They can't run the ball because the line is just terrible. Um, obviously, the defense is elite when they're fully healthy. They weren't, which is not an excuse. I mean, it's next man up in the NFL. 
um, you know, and a win's a win. That's what we always say. So, uh, I mean, the Bengals couldn't ask for anything more than that. I mean, you go into Pittsburgh and win. Next time you see Pittsburgh, you're at home. So that, that's how you want to uh, start your season. The Bengals are now two and one. Yes, it's Ben found God, stopped watching porn, stopped beating off, and now he can't play football anymore. It's terrible. <laughs> I love it. Um, Bengals defense is great. Um, obviously, they're good. They were missing um, TJ. They were missing Highsmith. Uh, they were banged up a little bit, so that that helped um, our offense out a little bit. Joe Burrow not sacked. Jackson Carmen, good rookie debut. Those are the two biggest biggest things there. And Jamar Chase, first, youngest player in the Super Bowl area, and first player in the Super Bowl era to have four touchdowns in his first three games, and the, the the first since I think Randy Moss to have three touchdowns of over thirty yards um, in the first three. Years of his career, I just fucking blanked out. I don't know why. So uh, that's looking good. But yeah, Jake says I don't care. We never got an excuse, and we we're hurt. And that is very, oh, no. very, there's, very there's, true. There's definitely no excuses. I mean, like I said, Bengals a win haven't is played a win. Pittsburgh at full strength in a long time. And Victoria says, "Well, well, we were missing T. Higgins. Yeah, we didn't have T. We're not gonna have T Thursday night either. It's gonna kind of suck. But um, I mean, they obviously had the bigger injuries and all that. But hey, this is the NFL. You play. It. They also got beat by fucking Ryan Finley last year. So yeah, next man up. That's next sure. man up. Yeah, like Jake says, next man up. So we've got momentum going on our side headed into Thursday night football. I'm going to bring in maybe the only Jags fan. He's for sure north of Jags Georgia. Um, that the only Jags fan that I personally know, he's been patiently waiting in the waiting room. It looks like he's in the car. He's probably headed to Pee Wee football practice, the same place I'm headed to after I get done with this. I'm going to bring in uh, Josh Collier, the only Jags fan in the state of Ohio. Josh, what's, hey, what's up, up, dude? Fellas? Oh, you got what's the pirate shirt. You're going to football practice, aren't you? Yeah, no, nah, not today. I just happen to work today. Hey, Jake says you represent the London Lug Nuts. Yeah, good one. Aren't you sick of these motherfuckers, Josh? Oh my god! The biggest Bengals troll on the planet, maybe. I don't, you I, guys I, fight for the number one spot. He might edge you out because he hasn't got banned off Twitter. Yeah, yeah that's my I, don't say con- I try not to get into it with Bengals fans too much. It's hard. It's hard. It really so is. What, you're going to the game tomorrow, right? Absolutely. Section one fifty-eight. 150. I'm in uh, 114. I switched it up last night. I'm going to be within screaming distance of Zach Taylor. I'll be if up he's not wearing a hat tomorrow, if he's not wearing a hat, I'm going to lose it. He coaches better with a hat on. <laughs> yeah. What are you, what are you feeling, man? Uh, so the injury report come out today. Um, me, you and Jake had a group chat. We were talking about it. Um, so Jesse Bates out. T Higgins out. Chidobi Awuzie doubtful went through stretches today not playing um probably not playing on a short doubtful week. means out um yeah especially on a short week and then um we've got um the guard well suafilo was gonna sit the bench anyway jackson carmen took his job so we we've got some holes um on our defense how are, are the jags healthy going into this i honestly don't know it look like no we're missing uh well josh lambo our kicker but he kind of sucks now he's broken so he's going to be out. So we're breaking in a new kicker off the practice squad. And then uh, Roy Roberts and Harris, he's a big one. He's a big run stuffer we brought in from Chicago. So he's our D-line. He's not, he's not going? Arizona. So he's All right. Well, so start the shit talking, man. Don't get quiet now. All right. Camera's on. Mics are on. Oh, no, what, do man, you have no. to say? what do you have to say? I spent all week discrediting the Bengals up to this point. I know. I mean, I've, I've brought out some pretty good points. Uh, we talked about. No sacks last week against Pittsburgh. Jacksonville's coming in with the fourth highest pressure rate. I expect that to change this week. We are healthy in terms of our pass rush, unlike the Steelers. 
So we'll see how mobile Joe Burrow is. We didn't let Kyler Murray kill us, so I would expect the same. Pass defense talking, is looking better. Talk, talking about that real quick, man. So it looked like because I had I had one TV on on the uh, on the uh, red zone there. It looked like the Jaguars were going to get that first win against Arizona. You get a hundred eight uh, NFL record hundred eight yard um, kick return, kick six, yeah, kick Off six, whatever goal. you want to call it. And they're pretty much, uh, you know, it looks like they're controlling the game. And then that bad interception from Trevor coming off of a flea flicker. Uh-oh. And that kind of just swung the game around, didn't it? Yeah, that's one of those things. You know, bad teams, they can't overcome that stuff. All and right. when you watch it, I mean, it came out on Monday. Like, Andrew Norwell does a pirouette, and it's called the Whirly Bird. Apparently, you're supposed to do that. J.J. Watt doesn't bite on that, and he's in Trevor's face as soon as he gets the ball. Fuck JJ. He forces it, you know, pick six. He's going through those right now, those rookie hiccups. The one thing that I have been seeing with the Jaguars are is they are starting to use James Robinson a little more, like they almost forgot that they had him for three games. Um he I think numbers. I, I, I think that, you know, they're kinda in a thing with the Bengals I'd like to see. I mean, I think it would help Trevor out a lot too if you can establish James James Robinson early and set up a little bit of play action because you got good receivers there. You know, you got uh Marvin Jones Jr. and Cheval, and then you got fucking DJ Chark. I mean, there is a lot of talent on the offensive side of the Jaguars. Yeah, James is averaging 5.2 yards a carry, but, you know, He's Urban like called, 10 times a game. Yeah, Urban called Zach Taylor in the preseason, said, how do you help a rookie out? And he said, throw it 60 times. So <laughs> He's getting the burrow treatment down there, dude. Yeah, so we're, we're building that run game up. Uh, they used him. He carried the ball 18 times last game. So those carries are growing up. They just got to work in that play action more. Uh, Trevor likes to take shots. That Jesse Bates injury is a big one. Yeah, so is a, a Woozie. I mean, I, they are yeah. getting Trey Wayne's back, but he hasn't played ball in like a year and a half. I, yeah, that's that's got... going to be my point from the from from an outsider looking in here. I don't. This is a game the Bengals should win, but this isn't a gimme with those injuries. With it being on Thursday night, Thursday night, you just never know. These games are so fucked up. It's got a trap game feel. It it, it does kind of you know it's kind of like when Deshaun Watson beat the the Bengals on his first you know his first. Uh, but I, I was I mean, there. Fuck this is that. a like I said. This is a game I feel like the Bengals should win, but this could also be that trap game just because of all the injuries and then how talented that the Jacksonville Jaguars offense is. Well, how's Urban Meyer's heart? That's what we got. How is his body doing? We've lost three times in a row and he hasn't quit yet. I think we might make it. <laughs> well, he's already done the brain. He's already done the heart. What's next anyway? Pancreas, liver. It'll be something crazy. Cali, whatever Cali heals, because he's going out to the USC, remember? Oh, so about $50 million, and he'll, he'll be yeah. all right. Um, <laughs> so what, what time are you heading down there tomorrow, man? I don't know. I'm leaving work at like 2. I'll probably go down pretty early. Yeah, I'm we'll trying to get down there early. I'm at the first point in my life where it's like I got to work around the babysitter. Um, I've never had to do that before, so this is all new for me. We should definitely try to link up, dude. We're going to bring the van down there, just fucking have it up and ready. Just, oh, just, yeah, just ready definitely. To Probably bounce around and hit a few uh, few different tailgates. You're going down with the wife, right? Yep. All right. And Jake was saying, you know, be careful, Bengals fans. This you're going to have a good time. You're going to have a swell time. You're not a Steelers. Oh, You'll be. Right. I've honestly never had a bad time at Paul Brown. I make a lot of jokes, but Bengals fans aren't that bad. They're just annoying on Twitter. They'll give you some <laughs> playful shit, but it, it should be all right. So prediction, man. What's happening tomorrow night? Everything you know, the injury report, all that. What is going to happen in that game tomorrow night? 
like I said, uh, Bengals, I don't think they're as good as the record indicates. Uh, this definitely has a trap game feel, but this is a team they should beat. Uh, the Jags are looking at a team that they want to be next year in terms of the rebuild process. I got the Bengals 27-24. That close? I don't like that. If I'm gonna risk, that, if I'm gonna risk getting COVID, unvaccinated and shit, they better win by at least two scores. We're hanging with Denver and Arizona, who I think we could agree are way better teams than the Bengals at this point. False. So, and and we're getting better every week. I think it's gonna be pretty close. I that's weird. I, I forget. I think it happened last week too. I actually have the exact same score uh, with the Bengals winning as well, 27-24. I think it's. I, I don't think this is a blowout. Like I said, Thursday night games are, are crazy. I think it's going to be a good game. I think it's closer than people think. I think it's going to be a winnable game for Jacksonville. Um, but at the end of the day, I think, uh, um, the, you know, I think right now the Bengals are a little bit better team, or maybe a lot better team. We'll see. It's, we'll see. But I, I got 27-24 as well. It's Ring of Honor night, dude. You guys aren't fucking this up. We've been needing one of these for like we 20 did, we years. We both just said ultimate, fucking win. the ultimate Bengal move, though. You got to think. Bring finally bring bring it ring of honor. God damn it! That makes so much sense. <laughs> That's actually very accurate. That's a against very the Jaguars accurate. of all teams. Against the fucking Jags. Hey, Burrow busted Trevor's ass not too long ago. That was a good tweet. I got I got a lot of a lot of love on that one. He's gonna bust Trevor's ass again. Cincinnati thirty four, Jacksonville seventeen. Oh man, thirty four seventeen. Hey. hey, that Pittsburgh game got him hyped. I know. As well it should. <laughs> With Big Ben well throwing five yards. Trevor's throwing a 70-year-old quarterback and a banged-up defense. They're hype as shit right now. Yeah, and we got <laughs> fucking Sarah, Sarah Jessica Parker stunt double playing quarterback against us. He's throwing two picks. No way. Absolutely. He throws like three a game. He threw. Well, one last game, it fell off his receiver's hands, who is now the backup. The, the turnovers are getting less on. and less. Bank on Logan Wilson getting a pick every week. He's it'll, got it'll be one. He'll he'll throw one interception. Burrow will probably throw one too. You guys got any good corners anymore? Uh, they just, they I just mean, got rid of their last one. Shaq Griffin, he's our starter. He'll probably follow around uh, Jamar, and then our uh, Trey Herndon. He's got he's solid. He'll play in the slot. He'll probably follow Tyler Boyd all game. Well, who's gonna follow Auden Tate? Uh, Tyson Campbell's <laughs> the left man. That's the one you want to look out for, 32. Uh, if Burrow goes deep, that's the guy he's going to do it against. Jake that said, Josh is not talking enough shit. I agree, man. I, 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 you're, not, you're, not, you're not popping off of the mouth enough. Hey, I, I, what do I get? It's a bad team. <laughs> Make fun of us for not having an indoor practice facility or something, man. Come on, give me something. But the Jags don't either, so I can't. We're like the only two yeah, teams. It's Florida. It's Florida. Though. You're good. <laughs> you're allowed to down there. No, I'll be. I'll get real ignorant. I'll be like you guys after you beat Pittsburgh. If we win tomorrow night, I'll, I'll get real loud. Yeah, but nobody's gonna hear it because you're the only Jags fan within 500 miles of where I'm. There's, a, there's a big Jags group coming up. They're called the Bold City Brigade. You're gonna hear a whole lot of Duvals in that stadium. How many people come to that? I know you were talking about. It's like a tailgate that goes to every game, no matter where. There's, uh, I think for Cincy, so like 200 went to Houston. I think Cincy's gonna be a little lighter. So it's gonna be a little over a hundred coming out from Jacksonville. Don't no, bring that, that Florida COVID. <laughs> it's going down. That's a good COVID now. Yeah. This hey, this episode's gonna get a flag on. Yeah, it. I was gonna say I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. Fact check. <laughs> so my bad. <laughs> hey Josh, when, if the Jaguars win and you're all hyped, just don't say cunt, okay? 
Oh, yeah, definitely not. Yeah, and if the I Jaguars can... win, you get a lifetime ban from this show. Oh, I need somebody to bring me a Burrow jersey just in case they lose. Well, well, I'm wearing the Icky Woods because I, I, I t- took a page out of Chad's book. I did a Twitter poll and asked what jersey I should wear. It was about 200 votes. Everybody said Icky Woods. Uh, that's a, that's a good I could probably, I could, I, My girlfriend would probably wear a Burrow jersey. It's one of my own. We'll be all right. We, we, get you, we can get you in a picture of a Burrow jersey uh, if you yeah, want. I'm man. sure they're going to be all over the stadium. So I'll buy you a Burrow jersey and just transition you to a Bengals fan. Yeah, I'm slowly getting there the longer I got. Uh, the longer I stay here. He's got he's got the orange burrow jersey. So hey, it's gonna be a great time regardless, man. Night games are oh, fun. Sure. Uh primetime, the whole world's watching. Um, you know, hopefully the Andy Dalton primetime bug left with him. Um, we should be good to go. And like it should be a fun game regardless. I'm excited to be there because uh, you know, the Ring of Honor, I think it's 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 a historic moment for the Bengals. I think that's cool to be a part of. Um and be able to watch it, and then uh, you know, just always the night. I've never seen Joe Burrow play. I bought Bengals Giants tickets last year to take my girlfriend because she wanted to see the Giants, and I got to watch Colt McCoy versus Brandon Allen. So I, I, I've never oh, seen geez. Burrow in person. I'm, I'm excited to see that. I'm excited to be uh, in distance to hit Zach Taylor with something if he's fucking the game up. Um, maybe I'll go streaking. Do it. Anybody want to see that? It got really quiet. Have locker room talk uncut written on your ass cheeks. Yeah, dude. I'll get I'll, I'll have I'll get our logo on my ass cheek. Yeah, you Twitter yeah, that's a good idea. Hey Josh, we appreciate you coming in, man. We'll let hey, you get back you to your evening. Um I'll holler at you tomorrow, man. When I get down there, maybe we'll bump into each other. I'm gonna I got I got I got a few people that do tailgates down there that want me to stop by. So I'm gonna be uh, bouncing around down there by the stadium. I'll have to try to get with you and uh you and Jake down there, say what's up and um Hopefully be there to take a picture of you in a Joe Burrow jersey afterwards. Heck yeah, man. I'll see you tomorrow. All right. Have a good one, man. So, yeah, man. Thursday night football. Like you said, the only Jags fan we know. I can't can't think of anybody else. I don't don't know another Jags fan. That I even can think to know. So, so yeah, man. Thursday night football. I think it's fun. We were kind of talking, you know, the Sunday games. It's really nice because, you know, we both have a setup at home with like a bunch yeah. of TVs. We can watch the main game on the big one. We got the smaller ones on the side. Watch the division. Watch the big games. That's fun. But it's the best when, seat in the house. Yeah, and you know, you're not paying eight dollars for a hot dog, and right. you don't have to wait in line with drunk people to take a piss. But Thursday night, Ring of Honor, prime time. Never seen Joe Burrow play. I had to go. Oh, absolutely. No, I, I think I, I, I've said it before. I think thir- like to go to, to the game, I think Thursdays are the best one to go to because, you know, you're there Thursday for your team. It's the only game on. And then Sunday you still get that experience of all the other games. Um, Let's take and, a bet here real quick. Odds that I get COVID. Zero. Yeah, we're outside. We're good, right? We're yeah, safe outside. It don't get right? you outside. COVID doesn't get you. But it's going to be after 10. Or is that over now? I don't know. Are we still have a curfew? I don't think so. I just did whatever I wanted. So, so real quick though, off of what you guys are talking about though, with that, you know, Jesse Bates out and the cornerback out and T Higgins out, I do think that this game's a little bit closer than thirty four seventeen. Thirty four. You think? You think it's Joe a- Mixon's going ape shit? You you're calling a blowout. Calling right. a blowout, and I'm not going to leave. I'm going to get behind the fucking Thursday night post game show when they're probably interviewing Joe Burrow. Fucking shake my hair around. You got just look at watch the post game show if the Bengals win. If they lose, don't watch it because I'll be in I'm my never orange in the stadium and black, that man. long afterwards. Fuck, I got nothing to do, dude. Besides having a baby at home, well, she's gonna be with my mom. She's gonna be with her granny. So she's staying the night. 
No, but she just lives down the street. We'll pick her up on the way home. Victoria yeah, has to go, start to wait. Victoria has to go back to work the next day. Oh, ouch. Yeah. Victoria. That's, that's going to be tough. She's going to be tired, but I'll stay. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, it'll be all right. My mom's right across the street. She'll hang Baby be asleep anyway. She sleeps all night yeah. and we're good. Well, so we're, I, I'm hyped up, man. I have, no, it'll be fun. You guys are going to have a good time. I said on Twitter, I'm excited to be back in the stadium for the first time since 2018 when we went to watch the Browns. And then I said, oh, shit. I went to – oh, here comes my mom. She's staying the night. You don't make the rules here, lady. <laughs> um, I said that I hadn't been to a game since 2018. I completely blacked out in my in my brain the fact that I watched Colt McCoy play Brandon oh, yeah. last year. I completely forgot. Yeah, that's one you probably should have just kept your money and the gas money. Well, you know, she got to see the Giants. That one in cool. ten versus one in ten. We lost, <laughs> so that helped us in draft position. It was all good. So – yeah, that'll be fun, man. I cannot wait. I'm super excited. Um, Mom, take off work early. I'll drop her off about noon. That's not true. I'm not doing that. Um, so what else we got, man? We got Nick Diaz. Yeah. I Nick mean, Diaz I'm... came back into the Octagon Saturday night. We came over to your house for that, and that was not fun. Something. <laughs> it was it something. Old man. It, looked, it reminded me of Chuck Liddell when he got knocked out. I mean, I never thought I'd see a, a Diaz brother quit. Lawler looks slow, too. Well, they're old. They're both old. I like, think that fight was 20 years ago. It looked like two guys fighting outside of fucking Sparky's. Yeah. And then Dana White finally came out today and said he thought Nick Diaz looked great. No, he did. did he Don't get me really? wrong. He was he threw a lot of punches and it was, but then he got hit in the nose and then he just laid there and said, "I'm not making the ring a mess and quit." So I don't yeah, know. what, what you I'm, I'm the biggest Diaz fans I know, but I, I I didn't look. Watch what Nate does. Yeah, Nate had, was fucking that has a cut, you know, that fucking big and gashed and I don't know. I don't know. I, My mom says I can wrap up by two. She she I think. If I would have pressed it, she would have bought my tickets just to get to hang out with the baby all night. Um, Victoria brings up a good one, actually, dude. Sunday night, Tom Brady back to Foxborough. She fixed her. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Tom Brady going back to New England against that's gonna be Bill fun too. Belichick. Prime see, and time. That, and see, and that's why that's why I say the Sunday games are so fun. Like, you know, you say I go to Cleveland, which is four hours away from where I, I don't make it home by that to see maybe a game like that. That's, that's kind of why I'm that's like, true. Ah. It's, I mean, I'm at an advantage. My team's 45 minutes away. Absolutely. Um, you know, the 45 minutes back after a loss sucks, but three and a half, sometimes four hours with Cleveland traffic on the way back yeah. sucks, even if you won. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know if Austin's watching, but he knows how bad it can be on the drive back with me. Absolutely. Uh, so um, I remember going to a Bengals-Browns game with you, and we lost by a field goal, and that was just a shit walk to the car, oh, a shit yeah. drive home. Oh, yeah. But um, we are – yeah, man, I, I'm super, super pumped to watch Tom Brady – Back in Foxborough, I think he's going to throw ten touchdown passes. I think he, it's going to be fun. He's he's Hamburg, back with Belichick. a vengeance. Oh yeah, it's going to be fun. There's an anonymous source. I was watching Pat McAfee today, um, listening to it in the car, and he said that um, there's an anonymous source in a book that's coming out. I guess to where Robert Kraft called Bill Belichick the biggest fucking asshole in my life. Oh shit. <laughs> um, so I don't know if they like they just have a good business relationship and it works because he's a good coach, but dude, Bra Brady is going to go. He's gonna he's gotta go apeshit, right? He tried yeah. to have a face to face. He, he oh, said, yeah. I want to talk to Belichick before I leave face to face. And Belichick said no. Yep. You think Tom Brady forgot that? Brady's going off for sure. Oh my god, off. it's gonna be crazy. And they're coming off a loss. Yep. Yeah, that's gonna yeah, be you're gonna get gonna you're gonna, gonna get going. fucking crazy, Tom. Psycho T is what they used to call him, I believe. And that's coming back. Dude, we're short, man. We're only like 47 minutes. Yeah. What else we got? We gotta have something, right? 
We had two really good guests today. That was fun. Yeah, that was fun. Um, Don't forget to get in the pick'em, dog. Please get in the pick'em. We've got. Um, we'll post it up too on Facebook yeah, and Twitter. And- I will be, do a better job of promoting. It. I emailed everybody that's involved in it. Um, there is a link on all of our social media accounts. I'll put a new post up here shortly with the link. Get into it. Um, like I said, do five hundred bucks. Levon got five hundred dollars just off picking football games. Yes, yeah. cake work cake work and there was more people in it than that but you know i had to keep a couple bucks to pay myself back for how much i paid to run it this year um so yeah please get into that um uh, dude i have upstairs i forgot um do people like deron lee from ohio state i don't know i got a signed deron lee jersey upstairs that i won on accident maybe, in a free drawing fuck maybe we can give it away somehow. i wonder if somebody, like, how to give it somebody away. likes merch give it away um I, I i got that like three weeks ago i completely forgot um, so we are excited, man. I know that you're pumped to uh, get to watch the Browns probably get an easy win. Um, she says Giants are wearing white pants this week for the first time. That's not really news. Giants suck. Um, so we are going to uh, get out of here, I guess, right? Yeah. Kind of a short, shorter show. Short we, one, get, we went get, long get, last get, get to the point. Um, but I would like to point out that um, the, the Steelers are 0-2 against the Bengals since my daughter was – conceived because the last time we beat him in december she was in the womb this time she came out there's a good She's chance two the and browns are also Pittsburgh. two and oh since she was consumed beat them in the, the steelers uh, we know we, well, fuck we know we're two and oh against the Bengals. she wasn't conceived yet we made her in tampa i don't oh, I fucking know. know the playoffs it doesn't matter the, the Bengals. i'm saying the Bengals have never lost to the Steelers since she has existed in any form. Um, and I'm just going to keep riding that train as long as I possibly can, but they have never beaten the bears. Uh, Bengals should be three and up Thursday night football. Um, I, I, maybe I'll get some, like, should I make a vlog, dude? Do it, do it on your way down or, or something a Thursday like Thursday night or, football or, or at, at Paul Brown. Yeah. A vlog and put it on our YouTube channel. There get you. Josh in there, Jake in there, talk some shit. Maybe like secretly record some really fucked up people. There you go. That don't know that I'm doing it. Vlog it. Yeah, I'll fucking edit it up. Post it. Yeah, we'll see. It. We'll Do a little. Get some content. Maybe going. interview some people down there or something like that. Hey man, there's a lot of uh, popular Bengals Twitter people that that have good followings that want me to meet up with them down there. I got a news reporter from Kentucky that wants to talk to me. Nice. Um, so maybe I'll get some. Yeah, we'll, I'll think of something creative. Have some fun with it. Uh, I get bored, man. I haven't been working so. Paternity leave, baby. Friday's my last day, though. Um, we're going to get out of here. Join the pick'em. Stop listening to me ramble about shit you guys don't care about. Um, who day, obviously. Uh, 34-17, that's it. Real quick, real quick, real quick. Lock of the week, upset of the week. I'm going to pull the schedule up. We do that every week. we got to do that real quick. Uh, lock of the week, I actually took um, the Bills. The Bills over the Texans is my lock of the week. That's pretty easy. Yeah, that's, that's my lock. I'm going to pull the schedule back up. I completely forgot. We always got that. We got to give the people what they want. I'll give you a lock of week. Titans over the Jets. Titans are going to beat the Jets. The Jets fucking suck. That could definitely be a lock. You want an upset? Go ahead. I'm not going to go that far. I'm not going to go that far yet. My upset of the week is going to be the Dolphins getting a win against the Colts. I think that should be an upset, right? Or they both just suck. They, I mean, they're both one's zero and three, one's one and two. Yeah, so there's the upset. I don't fucking know. There's not really a. There's not. There's no. Uh, the last few weeks, there's not. Really I, I'm not. Upset. I'm not just saying this. When I look at the upset, the only upset I could think about would be Cowboys over the Panthers, which I don't know if that's an upset. But if I had to go long, long upset, one that I don't believe, but I say okay, maybe it's possible, would be the Jaguars. Just saying. You son of a bitch. 
27-24 Bengals. We're ending on that note. You're never getting back on Twitter talking like that. Thank you guys for tuning in. We will see you next week. Locker Room Talk Uncut. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.